good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Folks, what is going on? Welcome to another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We got a really exciting show today, as they all are, aren't they? But I get a call, literally, I think just this week. Like, hey, this guy, and you guys probably may have seen this guy before on one of these TV shows. They're actually one of the stars here on Listing Impossible. And he wanted to come on today and talk a little bit about outside the box stuff. If you guys have seen the show, uh, they focus on hard to sell properties. And not only hard to sell properties, but how do you do that during COVID and all this other stuff? So at the end of the day, what I can tell by this team is they do things outside the box, hence why they got a television show. Nobody who is boring gets a television show. I've been telling you guys each and every week on this show, do things differently. Nobody likes average. Be different. Stand out. It's exactly what a brand is. So we're going to quiz him and ask him all these different questions. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring on our guest, Mr. Yower Charlie. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well. How are you? Good. Good, good. Thanks for joining us today. Why don't you go ahead and uh, let our listeners know a little bit about who you are, what you guys do, and I'm going to get into it. Sure. Well, thank you for having me on. So... I am based out of Beverly Hills. I'm part of the Aaron Kerman Group, which is one of the luxury divisions of Compass in Beverly Hills. And our team, AKG, was the number one sales team in California last year. We did about $530 million. And that made us the number one team in California, the number one Compass team nationwide, and I think number 10 uh, nationally, according to the Wall Street Journal. So it was an awesome last year. It was the awesome start to this quarter. And this little thing called a pandemic happened, which kind of threw everybody for a loop. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm happy to say that, you know, we're, we're definitely one of the lucky teams and we definitely work hard as a collective to make sure we're always pushing the envelope, always trying to do different things. And, you know, look, I've been in the game for over 13 years now. So I've seen ups and downs and seen recessions. The different thing about this market is that it was not man-made. It was not a, a, you could kind of tell by forecasting, ooh, a crash is going to happen or, oh, okay, we're overpriced or, oh, there's a bubble. This is a pandemic. So all bets are off on how we used to deal with things before. And now we really have to be super focused. So anyway, that's a little bit about kind of where I'm from. And do you guys uh, kick, do you guys kick Josh Altman's ass or what? <laughs> <laughs> you go, I got to ask the question. What about Josh? What about Josh? No, no, no. We collaborate on a lot of things. We coalesce. I mean, it, it's not as as uh, cutthroat as it it might seem on you know on it's certain funny. channels. But no, it's uh it's collaborative because you're in the game together. You know, there's a handful of people that do a certain type of business, and we work together. We share clients. We coalesce. Sometimes we lose listings to those people. Sometimes we end up listing after them. You know, sure. it's it's a very kind of free flowing on that level. So talk to me a little bit about the, um, I'm curious to know why you guys are so different because you don't get a show on accident. Nothing like that happens. So obviously you guys were successful before the show came. Otherwise you'd have got it also. However, what do you guys do differently? And what are you guys seeing? My whole thing, every listener on the show is like, do things differently. Break the barriers, break rules, bend them, uh, stretch your limits, think outside the box. So what are you guys doing so differently? And how do you sell these hard sell properties? 
Well, so I think one of the, the great things about being on this team is that, you know, the president of our team, Aaron Kerman, is, is one of those mega agents, you know, he's like top five in the country on his own. And um, Aaron's got a very tell it like it is style. And that's kind of what we, our policy is really as a team. And our styles couldn't be different when he, you know, I'm very sort of buttoned up, proper. Aaron will, will roll in, <laughs> in a t-shirt and jeans and a Starbucks tea, you know, herbal tea glass and, and, and knock it out of the park. So what's great is that everyone on our team is different and we collaborate together. So everyone brings something different to the table. And I think that's, that's a huge key to our success because no two agents are the same. Right. And in our business, like I could, you know, bang my head against the wall every time I get an email, so-and-so sold a $20 million listing, so-and-so sold this, so-and-so sold that. And, you know, as human beings, sometimes our, our initial reaction is to not be happy for that person or to go, what, what, what the F am I not doing? And what I learned, uh, especially from a, a business coach, Andrea Quinn, that I've been working with, that actually is Aaron's coach as well. She said something that was like, your happiness is not affected by someone else's success. And I learned a long, long time ago that I needed to be happy for other people's success because that showed me that, that if they could have that success, I could have it too. So now, like, you know, randomly when I'll get like agents that I may have not even met, you know, I'm on a lot of email lists and if someone will say, just sold this, I'll take a second and I'll respond to that email and I'll say, congratulations, even though I might be one of 500 people they sent that email to just to kind of put that out there to the universe. Cause I feel like that makes a huge, huge difference. Like your mindset and the way that agents in our business, cause it's, I don't know of in another business where you can be so close to making significant money and within 60 seconds, it can disappear. And, uh, you know, I've had that and I, I can, you know, I continue to have that. And I, I, you know, had a little bit of a disappointment yesterday <laughs> on a major peaks and valleys, baby. It is, but you know, that's how you get through it. And, and on, a, yeah. on our team, what we do is we really collaborate and make sure that we are honest because there's enough people out there that are going to tell a seller or a buyer exactly what they want to hear and not get the job done. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't benefit you. It doesn't benefit me. And so that's kind of how we approach things. And on the show, if you saw the show, one of the best compliments I think I've gotten about it just across the board, anyone who's ever done real estate, doesn't matter their price point, watches that show and goes, wow, that's exactly how it is. You know, you have a difficult client or a challenging house. doesn't matter if it's 20 million, 2 million or 200,000, the struggles are the same. Yep. If you guys notice one thing he's saying is he's just talking about being authentic and being raw and real. And here's a, another key point. Like you see a lot of these agents all the time, especially in the Facebook groups, like which is the best office to work for, which is the best CRM or which is the best of this, which is the best of that. Dude, half of this business is who you surround yourself with. I'd actually say a lot more yeah. than half of, half of it is. I'm guessing that your team dynamic and culture is like electrifying. So you guys probably all party together. You guys probably all hang out together. You're probably <laughs> friends outside of work together and the culture. And honestly, cause you're right. This is a freaking grueling damn business. When you're, when you, if you, when you hit a skid, I mean, there's a reason why fucking 90% of people don't make it period. Yeah. It's because it's too damn stressful. When you hit a skid, it's hard to go overcome that, but you're right. You got to just sort of uh, throw some dirt on it. Keep checking away. Right. Yeah, pretty much. And, and I will say that our office culture is one. I always joke around that we're the island of misfit toys because, <laughs> there, you know, when uh, we were John Arrow Group and got bought by Pacific Union and got bought by Compass all within 12 months, right? And because of our production and our team dynamic, we have our own, we're one of the few 
teams, if not, I mean, I could be mistaken, but I don't think I am, are the only team that's got their own standalone office. Sure. And it's, it's really great. The energy in there is, is dynamic. It's collaborative. There's always something creative kind of being bounced back and forth. And, you know, look, when people say, like, what's the right office? It's about, it's about your business, what, what, um, under what umbrella you feel like you're going to shine, and who there, if you're someone who likes to collaborate like me, who can I work with that, has, is that energetically on the same page as me, who's got the same goals, who, that I, who I can learn from, who, that I can bring my skill set to the table that they may not have, you know? Yep. Were you from LA or are you transplanted in? Like, no, no, like no, half no. of Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm part of that half. I actually grew up in San Francisco and uh, I was a professional actor and I, I was moved to LA for that and was working. And that's actually how I got into real estate. I had saved up money that I'd done from being on some shows and had an acquaintance who was a real estate agent. And he sold me my first house. And, you know, as nice of a person as he was, he was a horrible real estate agent. And so I ended up doing a lot of the research on my own and really found that I liked the business. I found that creatively, like finding houses to me was really fun and cool. And I got to connect with people. I have a degree in psychology as well. So it was like, all right, all of these skills kind of found their perfect fit. And I just transitioned from entertainment and took a lot of my contacts there and kickstarted a real estate business. Yep. It's funny because we have a couple, we have a couple people in the LA area on the show and everyone has really huge personalities. Peter Lorber, I mean, you might know his yeah. name. He's like, a, he's the rock star guy. Right. And, he, and, and like, then you got, you guys have your, your own personality, but what do you guys look in common with any of these brands that have been on this show? They all have the same thing in common. Like they turn heads, they generate attention and they do it in their own way, very authentically. And ultimately, that's what attraction is, folks. Like, we try to be so damn perfect and fit in a, in a shoebox, but you end up resonating with exactly zero zilch by doing that because people can smell the BS a mile away today. Where's the general business coming from? Like, you guys don't get to top brand. Like, people are probably wondering, hey, how are they generating $500 million in sales? Is it coming from spheres? Is it coming from relationships? Are you guys actually, where do you guys generate business from as a team? You and yourself personally. All of those things, you know, look, Aaron's been doing this for like 25 years, so he's very, very well connected. And when you, you know, I, I sort of hitched my wagon to that star, basically, though I had a really great book of business on my own and I continue to, I mean, which is a great thing about a partnership because it's not for everybody, right? But for me, what I wanted was to continue doing what I was doing and then elevate myself to be in conversations for a certain echelon of home that I wouldn't necessarily have been in had I not been affiliated with Aaron and that kind of team and those sales and those numbers. And so for me personally, mo most of my business comes from my sphere of influence, referrals. And I also am very, you know, you said something that is, and I, which I said earlier too, it's super important to be authentic, but it's also important to know what you're talking about, right? So I am one of those people when someone asks me, doesn't matter where I am, you know, tell me about the real estate market. I'm like, well, where do you live? You know, like what I can tell you, it's very neighborhood specific here in LA or, or like broad strokes. So I'm always like, I'm, I'm conversational, but I don't hit them over the head. Like I am realtor, buy a house from me. You know, yeah. I, I'm not like that. And you know, so people are always posting just listed and just sold, like sending out, yeah. market, sending out market updates. And uh, don't forget to turn back the clock emails. Oh yeah. Cause everyone, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, look, here's the deal, right? You have to create media and outreach 
that is essentially you, okay? Because anyone can click, go to Compass Tools, click, you know, spring ahead email and hit send. Guess right. what? That person probably got it from 10 other people. Who gives an F? Tell them about you. Like you, I, I, I always say like, when, when anytime I do an interview or anything, I say, if you look at my Instagram, it's kind of a really good representation of who I am as a person. You know, my interests, my personal life, the real estate, friends, because I feel like that's who you want. Because you can see, okay, clearly this person sells a lot. Okay, awesome. They're on, in a bunch of magazines. Okay, they have a really great home life. They have two great dogs. Like this is someone I want to hang out with. Because yeah. when someone can connect with you, it makes all the difference in the world. And it's super, super, super important to, you know, not in an aggressive, over-the-top kind of way, but I think it's important to like just subliminally let people know when you kind of have successes and, and, and connect when you don't also. Well said. And it's about reminding people what you do in a very visual social media world. Hence the whole television channel dedicated to the damn brand or the damn story itself. You guys, um, what we're talking about is brand media. That's what we talk about every day on this damn show. Uh, Every week on the show is about media content creation, staying consistent in that really just being you. I mean, when you become the most unforgettable agent, that's when you really get hired first. I'm reading a book by Marcus Sheridan. I already forgot the damn name. Anyways, it's content marketing. And here's the, here's the truth. And this is, this is, this guy's like the, one of the top content marketers in the world. It's awesome. He used to be a pool guy, took the pool company to like 30 million or whatever. Now he consults all over the country, but here's what he said. It's very true. And it adds to this point of the book that sort of stuck to my mind. 70% of the purchasing decision is already made by the time they reach out to you from things like your social media feed, like your Instagram page and all of that, because it's the same as me. It's like, when I was still selling in Chicago, I'm a dude. I wasn't a million dollar agent. It's not who the hell I attract. It's not my, it's not my group. I'm blue collar, just dude. I swear I'm off the cuff. I wear sandals. It's just how I roll, right? So I wish I could sell million dollar houses. The truth is I did it. I started selling higher houses and my friends started making more damn money. That's the truth because that's who I surrounded myself with, right? So at the end of the day, you can't, I don't believe you can control or create who you are. No, I think the way that you'll track more is just by literally screaming it from the damn rooftops in the loudest way possible and banging the damn drum at the same time. It is. And it's really kind of showing people who you are because there's, you know, there's 200,000 licensed real estate agents in California. Let that number sink in, 200,000. And so how do we differentiate ourselves from other people? Like, I can't be, like, I, I learned way early and, and it was something that I, you know, I'm not a machine. I have to remind myself all that, sure. but I'm not someone who's great at CRMs. That's just not my freaking thing. As much as I want it to be, as much as it's been a goal, uh, it was a goal 14 years ago. It was a goal yesterday. It still has not been achieved, but that's not my gig, right? Well, what can I do? What am I really awesome at? When I read something meaningful, I print it and I send it to people. Like when I got, I, there was an article I was featured in and uh, when, you know, the whole listing possible thing was, was launching and I had done so many and this one in particular wrote, and it was just like in such an authentic voice. I feel like he got who I was and my history and like, I come from a family of actors and he kind of captured like that whole thing. And um, I got married on the Grammys and he included that. And it was just like, if you needed to read anything to figure out who Yower was, this piece was great. Right. So I printed it and I sent it to my past clients, some of my sphere. And I just said, I really appreciated how this author wrote this article. And I thought I'd share it with you. Hope you're doing well. I got two listings from that mailing from a past year, from clients I had not seen in 10 years. And not because I was trying to show off, 
It was just something Can special I get your that opinion? I wanted to share. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, hey, take a read, you know, hope you're well. That's how I do it. Like I'm a personal connection person. Yeah. Other people are statisticians and will send 800 emails a day and will be that person. That's not me. But whatever that path is for you, you have to do what authentically fits. Don't try to put like, you know, force yourself into a box if it doesn't fit for you. Yep. Well said. 100%. I love that. <laughs> so many people just try to be someone they're not. And that's exactly why you fall on your face. It's really hard to market yourself when you're being fake. Like me doing dance moves on video is equivalent to that, <laughs> right? I'm going to be like, oh, this is not going to work out too well, right? <laughs> Folks, here's, here's what's really, really important about brand. And if you, if you catch up, if you're listening to anything on this, this is what you write down. People don't remember what the hell you do. They remember how the hell you do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. People don't remember what you do. They remember how you did it. Okay. Yeah. So it's very, very important. There's two huge marketing ops in brand and in, in real estate. One is the experience itself. Like I'm guessing just by talking to Yara right now, I guarantee you that you probably have like a customer service checklist with every single client. That's like a system in your head. You have like a process like, okay, we just first cup of coffee, check. Step four, make sure I get in my little personalized note after this part of the process. Like, do you have one of those in there? Yeah, I, have, I have a, I wouldn't say a checklist. Again, this goes under the CRM and God, I wish I was more organized with my systems. But no, I do. I have a process that I do with every client. Again, doesn't matter the price point. Uh, and again, you have to think of creative things. You know, there's okay. a particular high-end boutique that offers agents a discount for their business products. And it's wrapped really well. It looks expensive. I mean, it is, it's expensive-ish. I mean, in our market, it's, you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> it looks really good. I pair it with an awesome champagne that I like that not necessarily is the most expensive thing in the world that, again, presents really well with a sweet note. And guess what? Every time people pick up that champagne glass, they're going to think of you. You know, it's not a stupid calendar. It's not like ridiculous things. It's just that moment where, and again, it's subliminal, right? Yeah. They look at that glass and they're like, oh my God, I love that glass. I remember when we got it and the box and everything. So I always try to make sure that I end how the process was for them because it's so easy Like realtors come in and out of their minds. But, you know, as we all do, I shouldn't say we all, but what we all strive to do is do the best we can for our clients. And at the end, I want to encapsulate that experience for them. Totally. So I'm a class act from beginning to end. Well, I think a lot of the reason, this is really good conversation, but what we're talking about is brand. And most of us don't look at ourselves as a brand because we look at ourselves as individuality. You have to. You have to look at yourself as a brand because that's ultimately what they remember. Like, here's a really good example. I remember um, when I got married, you know, we're Mexicans. What the hell do Mexicans do on Sundays? We drink beer and we eat tacos. All right. So every Sunday, that's what we do. And my wife's side of the family, yeah. see them every Sunday, but they didn't know me as an agent until I friended them on social media, until they went on my email list and I started farming them with my email campaigns and they're on social yeah. media and they see me storytelling. But within an eight to 10 month period, I made back half of my wedding money by taking that wedding list and literally farming it and marketing them and just, just staying in front of people, sort of gently reminding, hey, don't forget I exist. Don't forget I exist. This is a giant game of attention, folks. Super, 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 super cool. Talk to me real quick about what are your guys, you're in the LA market, so what's the average sales price there? And talk to us about COVID really quick and out there and what you see coming and let's get this thing wrapped. So hmm, I will say this, my book of business, usually I'm, I'm a big turn and burn kind of boy. So I do a lot of bread and butter listings, which average about a million and a half, like 1.7. That's kind of the average, I guess. And then I'll have larger pops, the four or five 
you know, last year I had like a 13 and a half, $14 million. I have a 16 and a half million dollar listing right now. So like I'll have those pops. And again, for all of you listening, this is the LA Beverly Hills. Market. Yeah, they're all like, that. what are you talking about? Right. So first time home buyer for us is basically under 2 million, like under 1.5. And that market is on fire, has been, I, I wrote four offers in the last two weeks, multiple offers on each one. Um, the last one, which was a fixer that neat, you know, but with a great view, but like, you know, in a, in a kind of a hipster neighborhood, 12 offers at a million bucks went I, and probably went $200,000 over the asking price for a total fixer. So that side of the market is very heavy. We're seeing a little bit of a pause with homes above two and a half million dollars. Like I have a $3 million listing in a neighborhood that I should have been able to sell in five minutes. It's in the best school district in LA, public school district. And with COVID, we don't even know if the school's happening in the fall. And so it's, it's been cricket. So it's a very, you know, so my point is like, you know, not to completely transition. So we have a very vast market, the Uber luxury market, meaning the 30, 40, $50 million listings are actually transacting. We're seeing a lot of off market deals that are happening in that price point. So the very wealthy people still have their money. They feel good about it. The folks that have their stable jobs feel good about their jobs, that they're not going to lose the folks working in peripheral, like, Service. Um, yeah, exactly. Like service, production right now, tech, startups, you know, Silicon Beach, probably everyone's like trembling in their boots. In certain industries, I've had clients that are like, you know what, I need to take a pause because I've watched eight of my friends get laid off in the last two weeks in similar technology-based industries. So that's kind of the backdrop of what's happening right now. And what COVID has done we actually have been listing a ton of places as a team because our attitude has been, let's not be a slave to the comps. Let's set the comps because right now we have healthy sales to reflect on for the last, you know, six months going forward. Clearly we're going to see a dip, you know, and in certain price points, the housing, the housing market is, is taking a hit and we don't want to be kind of behind the eight ball on that. We'd rather set, set those comps. And so obviously in LA, we have had to deal with, in my opinion, outrageously stringent rules in terms of showing property, being able to show property. We can't have open houses. And I feel like, you know, this might be a little controversial, I guess, but like, I feel like the rules have kind of gone from one end of the extreme to the other. Mm -hmm. And it's making it really hard to transact and making it really hard to show houses and rules that make no sense. So we're having to deal with all that. But on the bright side of things, interest rates are super low. So we're encouraging buyers to move because money is cheap. Inventory is low. The stuff that's on the market, people might want to make a deal at. And quite frankly, this is the first type of market where I've seen where we've been able to renegotiate in contract because the seller really needed to sell their home. And the buyer was like, you know what? I don't feel like this $5 million house is worth $5 million anymore because of the pandemic. I want, you know, 5 to 7% off. And if the seller really needs to move and sell, they're so well. having that conversation. Especially the first week it hit, no one really knew what the hell was going to happen. Because oh. everyone's like, is this now that it's coming out? Everybody, I think, is like, oh, this isn't, I don't think people are as scared as they were. But I, I agree with you. If, uh, the government hasn't made it easy for a lot of businesses out there. Let's put it that way. Hint, hint, hint. So any other thing that you guys want to uh, mention that you could um, walk out? Here's the one thing I'll say about COVID. I think it's going to wipe out a lot of agents, which is a really good thing. 
every year we lose a couple deals. I don't know how about in your market, but I'm sure every year you lose a couple deals to the guy who just got his license that just has that rich uncle, right? Or something like that. It happens all the time. I try not to dwell, but I'll say this without going into too much detail. I, <laughs> I lost the trans, uh, well, it hadn't gone in escrow, but I lost the deal that would be the equivalent of what most people make in a year. I lost in like one afternoon yesterday and it was not fun. It would have been one of the biggest sales of my career. And was it was his little cousin, Billy, who just got his license. Oh, I can't go into it without losing that. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, man. Hey, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. Valleys, right. something good is coming my way. That's all right. Keep positive, man. But yeah, no. What I was saying is that, like, I would encourage your your listeners if they haven't seen Listing Impossible, you can watch it on demand, CNBC.com. You can stream it for free, and feel free to comment on it. But what's great about it is it'll really show you how it is, and I think that watching it, you will kind of feel connected to kind of all of us as a realtor, as, as, as a community of realtors. And uh, so that's really exciting. And we had our season finale. We were CNBC's top rated show. And then the next week, California went into a lockdown. So we'll see what happens, but fingers crossed for season two. I'm pretty yeah. sure it'll be in the cards. Good luck, man. That's fun. And honestly, I'm being, we didn't even get a chance to, I'm sure it's doing amazing things for your guys' business. Again, media around brand. When you're on a network, you're just magnifying that thing times 10. It's really important. I would give that this suggestion to anybody. And again, especially when it comes to social media, some people have a separate social media for their business and separate, some separate for personal. And that's obviously a personal choice. I do not. And I think right. it's not, it's really important that everything on that page reflects you as you want it to be seen by the world. You know, I was mentoring two new agents on our team and I said to them, you've got amazing bodies. I appreciate that. But if I was looking at your page, a house is not what I would want to buy from you. It would be something else. And so you have to make sure that you really decide who you want to be seen as by the world and put that out there in a consistent way, like consistent branding, consistent looks, a good logo. These yeah. things don't cost you money. They may take a little bit of creativity, but do things on a consistent basis so people in your community get, oh yeah, that's the guy who specializes in luxury homes or like that's the divorce person or that, yeah, that's who I should call for this. This person gets architecture. This person gets art, you know, curate it. 100%. Why don't you, tell, why don't you go ahead and plug your channel and everything so our listeners want to follow you and whatnot and I'll get wrapped up here. All right. Well, listen, thank you for having me on and you can follow me on Instagram at Yawar Charlie, Y-A-W-A-R-C-H-A-R-L-I-E on Facebook, at Yawar Charlie. I have a hashtag. It's called Yawar's Adventures in Real Estate. <laughs> so you can find that and you can see the, the wacky, crazy stuff we get into. And of course, uh, the show is Listing Impossible. Awesome. Thank you for uh, coming on and engaging with our listeners here, folks. Did you just hear his pitch for my business? I think you did because everything that he just said is exactly what we do for you. I will figure out who the hell you are, what your brand strategy is. I'll tell you what to say. I'll script, edit, and distribute all your videos for you on top of it. And really, the only time it doesn't work is when the people who see your video content don't like you. And then again, that's nothing I can help you with. You're in a damn wrong business. Thanks for watching our episode. And make sure you follow us on social. Connect with us on my YouTube page, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll see you guys next week. The number one show in real estate marketing. Thank you. Peace. Bye-bye. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. 
To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.